Yo, what's going on, everybody? Hey, it's Thursday afternoon. Kaplan and crew, grande? No. Brown man? Yes. And we are in the house. Now, I mentioned yesterday at the very, very, very beginning of the podcast that we have some really big news that we'll share next week um, about a partnership that uh, I've been working on for a really long time. And by the way, had to go deep into the Great Friends Network to get help from a friend to a friend to a friend to finally get to the guy. Now I was trying to get to Ooh. the guy, but I had to go from a Ooh. friend to a friend to a friend to get to the guy. Then I got to the guy, then me and the guy became friends, and now we're all gonna be beneficiaries of this new deal here on Kaplan and Crew, and it's coming next week. But I wanna wait till everybody's back, and I wanna wait till everybody is ready to go, uh, and then I'll make an announcement next week. In the interim, let me say this. Thank you so much to all of our great friends and all of our sponsors and partners who make this happen, starting with our people at 7 Mile Casino, 7milecasino.com. For those of you that are watching, here's the QR code right here. You click on it. Like you're thinking to yourself, what am I doing this weekend? Maybe I want to play blackjack or poker. Maybe while I'm playing blackjack and poker, I want to have an amazing lunch or dinner or over the weekend brunch. 7 Mile Casino has Sammy's Restaurant Bar right inside the casino. Best brunch in South County, according to San Diego Magazine. So come on down. Have a good time. Parking is free. It's right next to the casino. You don't have to walk six miles to get into the casino. You don't have to go up a bunch of garages, okay? It's right there, and it's smoke-free, and you're going to have a blast, and you're going to be a winner at 7 Mile Casino, 7milecasino.com. And if you have any problems with gambling, you call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, big shout-out to my friends at Athletic Greens, AG1. Because yesterday, a friend of mine came up to me and said, hey, can you tell me that code again? And I said, yeah, it's athleticgreens.com slash Kaplan. For those of you watching, here's the QR code. And what this person said to me is his son wanted the Athletic Greens. And his son's like 23 years old. And I was super happy to hear that because I don't know about you guys, but like kids, my kids, they don't take vitamins. You know, maybe when they were little kids, some Flintstones all up in the monitor, but not now. So I give my kids athletic greens. My daughter, who's 17, who lives with me, who's in senior high school, every single morning, she puts a, a packet of athletic greens in the shaker bottle, shakes it up, slugs it down. Because that's how you get all your vitamins, nutrients, minerals, superfoods, probiotics, everything in just 12 ounces of water, plus hydration. So if you drink a ton of coffee because you need energy and you need mental clarity, dude, try athletic greens. AG1, athleticgreens.com slash Kaplan for those listening. And the QR code is right here for those of you that are watching. Hey, how about our people from Prize Picks? Last night, my son sent me, he said, you got to play these Prize Picks because he follows a bunch of young kids on YouTube and they all make these um, Prize Picks predictions. And they gave me two hockey guys last night and both guys were going to be at 0.5 goals. Well, one of the guys scored two goals and one of those guys scored no goals. Isn't that the way it goes? And of course, I didn't win last night. But you see, now I should have. I was talking about taking uh, Lionel Messi yesterday for for uh, Inter Miami in MLS, and so I didn't do that. So now today I got to go back into Prize Picks and I got to figure out what am I going to do, how am I going to play, and how am I getting my money back? Prize Picks. Download the app. Use our promo code Great Friends. The code is Great Friends, and let's get everybody involved in this game because us, the three of us, and seven million people are all playing. We're all having a great time. We're all watching things. Like I got a I got a message yesterday from a guy when I, I asked the question about, uh, I don't know, some video game, and he explained to me what the video game was. League of Legends. No, no, it wasn't League of Legends. It was something else. Another one? Yeah, it was a different video game. It was, um, hold on, I'll tell you in just one second. I, I got to open this up. But it, I had no idea. Oh, here it is. It uh, Val on on uh, Prize Picks is for Valorant, 
which is a five-on-five team video game, Valorant. So I didn't know what that one was. But you can play video games. You can play darts. You can play rugby. You can play F1. You can play basketball, baseball, baseball futures. How many home runs is Otani going to hit? That kind of stuff. It's all there for you. Prize picks. Download the app, Prize Picks, and use our code, Great Friends. All right, Brown, let's start today's show, Jack. Hey, great friends. What's going on? It is Thursday afternoon. This is Kaplan and crew with Grande, minus Grande today, and the Brown Man, plus Brown Man today. And we are in the Seven Mile Casino Studios, sevenmilecasino.com. Glad everybody is here with us today. And by the way, if you're thinking about your weekend upcoming, what are you planning on doing? You might want to check out Seven Mile Casino because Seven Mile Casino is only seven minutes south of downtown San Diego. That's number one. Number two, the parking is super free and easy, which is great because you don't have to drive a long way. And then you get out to a casino that's got like this, this uh, mega casino with thousands of, of uh, you know, games that are being played. What are the slot machines? And then, you know, you got to park a mile away and you got to walk in. You got to go up and up and up these like crazy ramps and stuff. Seven Mile Casino is small, man. And it's only seven minutes south of downtown San Diego. It's right on Bay Boulevard. It's really small. It's really fun, clean. Uh, smoke-free, blackjack poker table game, Sammy's Restaurant and Bar on the other side, great brunch on Saturday and Sunday mornings. So I can't say enough about how much we love and appreciate our friends at Seven Mile Casino, and their website is sevenmilecasino.com. All right, Brown, good afternoon to you. Um, before we get started um, today into other stuff, I kind of want to do in this opening segment some follow-ups to things that were talked about on yesterday's show. Good afternoon to you, Big Brown. Uh, okay. What, uh, follow-ups you say, huh? Yeah. Follow-ups. Of, yeah. Uh, follow-ups. Let's go. Hey, before well, I start the we... show, before, before we start the show, yeah. Hey, if you listen to the show, if you're watching the show on YouTube, shout out to the chatlins, my kitties. How y'all doing? Like subscribe. Okay. Like, and subscribe. We need to get more likes on the show. This show gets a lot of views. Just hit the like button, man. Just hit the like button. And if you listen to the radio, go on YouTube and like it. That's all. It's easy. It's light, it's light work. Light lift. Light lift. Help a brother out. So what are you, you're saying that you want all the chatlins in YouTube land. You want more likes? That's what you want? I want everybody who can hear my voice, who listen to this show. We love y'all. Just love us a little bit back, all right? Go on I YouTube. I love you, girl. I love you. Know, you. Hit the like button. If you love me, like me, okay? If you love me, like me. Just like, hit the like mm. button. That's it. Boop, hit that I know, like I've button. Been, I've been pressing on everybody to um, get more subscribers on YouTube. And um, I was saying we were really, really close to 8,000. I haven't looked, so maybe you can. But I haven't looked. We were at like 7,990. You know, and I'm like, yeah. bro, we got to get to 8,000. Have we crossed 8,000 yet, or are we still into the 7,000s? Well, we're still in the 7s. Ha ha ha! We as high as you can get in the sevens without being an eight. Okay. Put it like right. that. I know, I know. The the uh, on YouTube it's like seven point nine nine k, guys. Yeah, it's like crazy. We, yeah, um, it's only March. We've got to get to ten thousand by the end of the year. And I know that, like, especially on YouTube, we're the same crowd of people every day, and the same crowd of people every day are the people that are communicating. You know, it's Molly Molly and it's Juliana and it's Neil saw and it's Joe Rigby and I, I it's Christian. And I'm, I mean, I'm not going to remember everybody's, but here's the thing. Hit the like, whoever you are. If you, if you spend 10 seconds watching this show, hit the like button. It's less than 10 seconds. Take it two seconds. Hit it. Boom. You know what I would like everybody to do is I would hit like everybody like to 
Well, I would like everybody to click the share button because if you click the share button and then you put the uh, show from YouTube onto Facebook or onto Twitter um, or how, whatever else you might use, you said if, if we had like 200 you, you people, asking people to you asking people to work now, you ask people to work. See, I'm not asking y'all to leave the page. Oh. I'm just asking y'all to hit the like button because, by the way, it basically has the same ramifications. Oh, it does. It gets us. It gets us into a different stream. The more likes you get, the more visibility you get per search type types in. Blah 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 blah. So mm -hmm. this is an easier way for them to do the work. Mm -hmm. I see. If you do, if you ask them to share, then they got to go to another page and they got a link. Mm -hmm. I'm just asking y'all to go right to the bottom left. Hit that like. Hit that like. Like like like. I I I. Okay, so um, let me say this. I want to follow up on a couple of stories that we talked about yesterday that I feel like needs just a little bit of follow-up, and then we'll start to advance the ball, and we'll move into some new stuff today. Starting off with this. Yesterday, we had a, com uh, a conversation, Browner, you and I, about tipping and how, oh, no. how, how I can't <laughs> help but be like slightly annoyed that when I go into a place, especially – like a, like a fast food type of place. The example we were using yesterday was Jersey Mike's. Okay. And I was saying that I, like a pig, like a complete glutton, I had ordered a giant number 16. Now, of course, trying to be carb conscious, I had them scoop the bread, but they took the, um, they took the chicken, right? They, they made the whole chicken thing, the chicken concoction, right? Peppers, onions, cheese, et cetera, et cetera. Then they freaking took the scooped bread then they put the chicken in there. Then they brought it over, and I was like, yo, can you make that Mike's way? Lettuce, tomato, a little jalapeno, and then juice that rascal. Man, just juice him up, man. Sauce him down, you know? And then I walked out with this giant this giant sandwich from Jersey Mike's, and it was kind of light because they scooped out some of the bread, like $25, because the tip, because I, I tipped 20%, because I have tip guilt. You know what I mean? Um, and so when you have tip guilt and they put the monitor in front of you and they say 15, 20, 22 custom tip, whatever. I'm just like, well, the middle one is 20, 20 is what I would tip in a restaurant. I just tip 20%, 20% on a $20 sandwich, $4, you know, and listen at Jersey Mike's as an example, bro, I'm happy to tip you the 20% because if you, if you care enough to make the sandwich the way I want it and you treat it like it's a piece of art, then good for you. You know what? Take your tip. But last, but yesterday afternoon, and by the way, I also said one other thing about all this Browner. I said that I have a friend that I went to lunch with recently and we went to like um, one of these places. It's not uh, Chipotle, but it's a place like a Chipotle where they prepare the thing in front of you. Give me some of that, some of that, some of that. And then you get to the end of it all and then you pay. And this guy's a rich guy, really rich guy, tipped 15%. And I thought, well, why is he tipping less than what I tipped when he got a lot of money? And it's just because probably because he does have a lot of money. He's like, well, why the hell do I need to tip 20% or 25%? And what was your comment yesterday on tipping in these kinds of circumstances? If I go to a place, you can't seat me at a table. You can't pull my chair out. You can't give me some silverware. I ain't tipping you. I came into your establishment. Let's say, let's just use Jersey Mike's. Okay. I came into your establishment because we love Jersey Mike's. I opened my own door. Well, who opens I told the door you for you at a restaurant? I mean, come on. Nobody sat me. Okay. okay? I, I wasn't mm -hmm. given no silverware. I wasn't mm -hmm. given no menu. Mm -hmm. All you did was do what I came in here for you to do, which is make the sandwich. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying you don't work hard. 
I'm not saying you don't deserve to be paid a proper wage. What I'm saying is you work for them, not for me. I'm paying you for a service. Please do the service I paid you for. And I'm not tipping you because you didn't. You, you should be doing it fast. I shouldn't have to wait long. The food should be warm if I came to a place where they got warm food or it should be cold if I ordered a cold sandwich. All I'm asking you to do is do what the company pays you to do. That's it. No fast, no slower. Just the speed is supposed to be done. I'm not tipping you. Tipping you for what? You know, I, I find myself going to some places sometimes and they don't have a tip thing on the little computer. And I'm like, yo, do you guys have like a tip jar or anything? Like, no, we don't do tips here. And I'm like, you know what? I really appreciate that. Yeah. I like the fact that the owner of this establishment is saying we don't need to ask you for tips for our employees. You know, like we're not. So anyway, listen, I, I don't need to turn this into a whole political discussion. Here's the point of the story. Who came at you? So, no, here's what happened. So yesterday afternoon, I, uh, you know, I'm in L.A. right now. I'm playing L.A. Cap. I'll be back in San buying, Diego tomorrow. Buying, buying $16 juices. No, I didn't go to the juice place. So okay. I go to this little coffee shop called, I think it's called Illy. Do you know what this is? Illy? I-L-L-Y, I think. Illy? Does that sound right? You be Illian. Uh, no, uh, uh, uh. You be Illy. Uh, 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 uh. You don't know that song? You be Illian. Uh, uh, no. uh, uh. You be Illian. Uh. Why are you snapping uh, your uh. fingers like that? I can guarantee you the song does not call for you to snap your fingers like that. It does for me. All right. All right. Anyway, so I go to this little coffee shop. It's called, I think it's called Illy. It's like I-L-L-Y. It's like red letters. You would know it if you saw it. I think you see them in like airports. I've never been there before. So I go into this place. I go into this little spot, right? And I ordered a pre-made salad. So here's this pre-made salad in this uh, plastic bowl. And it's a, a California Cobb salad. It's got a, a hard-boiled egg cut in half, a little bit of bacon, some lettuce, some tomatoes, right? couple of cucumbers all up in it and that's it little salad whatever it was it was like twelve dollars it was expensive for a little salad i thought but whatever okay I, I said hey i get one of those little chicken things too i put chicken in it they had a little little cup of chicken right like chopped up chicken like a little tiny bit too so i get the pre-made salad the pre-made chicken bowl and they bring it over to me 16 17 whatever it was i was like damn okay but whatever then the next line is tip 15, 20, 22%. And uh, I'm like, and I'm like, why do I need to tip on a pre-made salad? I, I didn't go in and go, hi, I'll have the California cob. And they go, okay, stand by. And they start cutting things up and they cut the avocado and the chicken and they cut the bacon and they put it all together. And then they put it in the bowl and they hand it to you. They made it on the spot. This was pre-made. Why did I need to tip? And the answer is tip guilt, oh tip my. guilt, tip guilt. That's right. So, so it was, it was like $16 for the salad and the chicken plus the tip, which was another 20%. So make it another $3 and 20 cents before you know it, it's $19 and 20 cents for a pre-made salad. Cause I had to tip. So let me get this straight. These folks, you didn't see them toss the salad, did you? No toss. No, no you didn't see them. No. You didn't see them. <laughs> you didn't I didn't see, see them toss that salad. Nobody, nobody tossed my salad. Okay. I wish somebody would have tossed my salad. Instead, it was a pre-made salad and nobody tossed my salad, Browner. For, for, for $19, your salad should have been tossed, sir. Totally should have been saying. tossed. Somebody to tossed my salad. <laughs> did they put some dressing on it? 
No dressing. They had a little cup of dressing, which, by the way, was like, thankfully, it was like only half the cup. It was like a little bit of ranch dressing, like a tiny little bit of dressing. And so you have been socially guilted into tipping when your salad hasn't been tossed. It hadn't had no dressing on it. You probably had some cucumbers on the side. So you basically tipped them to work for them. Right, I tipped I tipped them for being there. Right. That's yeah. right. I'm tipping you yes. for actually going into the refrigerator right in front of me, grabbing this pre-made salad in this plastic bowl, grabbing this pre-made chopped chicken in this plastic bowl, and then and then I had the audacity. Oh, oh, the audacity to ask. You asked him for a drink? No, I asked him for a bag. I'm like, How yo, you guys you, got a sir. bag so I don't have to carry the salad and the chicken and the thing. Like, you guys got, like, a bag. And then she had to walk. She actually had to walk, like, six steps. And then she had to grab the bag, bring the bag over. She opened the bag. She put the salad in. She put the chicken in. I had to tip her 20%, $3.20. Because she was there, and she walked and got a bag. Man, listen. It's hard out here, bro. It's hard out here. You, it is hard listen, out here. Us, us, us non-tippers, we, we not faced by none of that. We're not faced by none of that. Uh-uh. No, no, no. Mm. Us, the people in the non-tip group, we'll mm -hmm. be mad if you even tried to give us something without a bag. We would have looked at that woman. Hey, where the bag at? Like, where, where I put securities with my hands? <laughs> like, I shouldn't have to ask you for a bag. As an employee of this company, y'all give out bags, right? Put one in there. It's free marketing for your company. That's why your logo's on the bag. So put my food that you didn't do nothing. You just took it out and put it in the bag, all right? I got to go. You holding me up. Well, the, the end of the story goes like this. Um, I had my revenge. Oh. Oh, I had my revenge. You tossed your own salad? Uh, no, I didn't toss my own salad. If I could, I would. Okay. I had my revenge in this way. She, she added it all up. $16 for the salad, $3.20 okay. for the tip, right? Okay. And at the end, I said to her, I said, hey, I said, don't, don't I get like a discount or something? I had like my ID. You know, my, my L.A. Live ID, badge. L.A. Yeah, cap, you know what I'm saying? I have my, my, my Mickey Mouse, you know, right here. And I said, yo, don't I get some kind of like discount or something? She goes, yeah, you get 20%. She took off the $3.20. Okay. Oh. So she still got the tip, and I gave her the tip. She did not toss my salad. I gave her the tip, just the tip, okay? And she, she gave me the discount. So in the end, nobody tossed my salad. She got the tip, and I got the discount, which essentially brought me back to not tipping. Now, don't I feel good? Whatever works for you, man. I'm sure she wasn't satisfied with the transaction, but nevertheless, you know, you go to get what you can out here in these streets. You got, you know, right. it is what it is. All right, here, I, you out here buying dry salads. Oh, yeah. what's going on with you? All right, here's, here's another follow-up from yesterday's show. For everybody that's just getting with us, this is a whole conversation yesterday. There's this former NBA player. His name is Matt Barnes. Guy played on like 100 teams in his career. Um, and we were talking about the story that was published yesterday in the LA Times. Guy lost his job as the um, analyst on Sacramento Kings uh, telecasts, not on the games, but on like the studio show, because the guy has a bunch of kids who go to this high school in LA. And one of the kids got a technical foul. And Barnes is screaming like crazy at the ref, apparently. And then there's video that surfaces where he goes up to the broadcaster, who's a student at the other school, right? And he put his hands on the kid, and the kid is sitting there like, well, hey, oh, hey, leave me alone, sir, right? And now there's a whole bunch of people behind the broadcast location that are going, hey, hey, you, what are you doing? Get your hands off that young fella, right? 
And then, of course, there's videos from up in the crowd where there's a bunch of Karen moms yelling, get your hands, giving them the finger, whatever. But, of course, he gets defended because he's a former NBA player. And, you know, the entitlement, right. the entitlement of, of people. Oh, my God. And it's, of course, and then it becomes racial right away. Right away it becomes racial. Look at these white women, these rich white women screaming at him. He's black and has tattoos. And I'm like, oh, guys, please, everybody stop. Everybody oh, stop. Oh, this is uh, this on, this yesterday on ESPN? No, oh, God, no. We didn't even talk about this on ESPN. But here's the follow-up to the story. Here's the follow-up. The follow-up goes like this. So here's you and me yesterday. We're kind of going off on this whole barn situation and don't put your hands on other people. Don't touch yeah. somebody else's kid. Don't freak yeah. out at referees. You're a, you're a celebrity, like, you know, mind the way you are in public, et cetera, et cetera. Otherwise you're going to go viral, whatever. Right. I get done with the salad yesterday. I get done <laughs> buying this freaking salad. Right. I walk outside of the place. This is in the JW Marriott in LA live. I'm walking back to the ESPN facility. Okay. Who's walking right at me? Matt. Like, so it doesn't move look like thumbs. I'm videotaping somebody. Move your yeah. It doesn't look like I'm videotaping somebody. It looks like I'm actually using my phone. You know, you're, you're a high texter. Yeah. Right now I'm a high texter. Cause I'm like, okay, you know what? I'm actually videotaping <laughs> this, but I don't want you to know that I'm videotaping this. So I act like I'm texting right now. And this is why I'm holding uh, the phone so high. You know, it's not like I'm holding it down here going, Oh, this is pretty obvious. So anyway, so I, I, uh, and there were like these, there must've been this school that was doing this field trip or something, you know, cause mm -hmm. there was probably 60 or 70 kids in the courtyard area. Well, one of the kids recognizes Matt Barnes, little kids. I'm talking like, you know, probably 10 years old and the kids are going, Matt, Hey Matt, Hey Matt. And he's trying to walk into the ESPN facility. And now it's like Michael Jackson showed up. I mean, these kids swarm him, dude. And instead of him and his entourage going, Hey, get away from me, kid. He actually was as sweet as could be. He was as nice and as polite and as kind and took all the kids in, took pictures with them. Yo, what up? Took a whole bunch of shots and then was like, and high fived everybody. And it was like, okay, kids, you guys get back in line. Me and my crew, we got to get upstairs. We got to go do our thing. So it was interesting that you and I were kind of having this conversation yesterday about, gosh, he really comes off looking like a jerk. And then later in the day, I run into the dude and he, and he, you know, comes off looking like a sweetie. But again, in that particular situation, that was a jerk thing to do. So it doesn't change the perception. Two things can be true. Oh, I keep hearing you can that. Be a, you can be a jerk in certain situations where it should it should call for cooler heads to prevail. And then you can also be a good guy when it comes to kids because what these kids done to you? Nothing. Because again, generally, no one said he's a bad person. In those situations, he tends to make the wrong decision. Well, very interesting day yesterday. I mean, here we were. We were having this whole conversation yesterday about tipping versus not tipping versus guilt tipping. And then we were having this whole conversation about parents and sports and craziness and this guy, Matt Barnes, and this story in the LA Times. And then both things happened at the exact same time for me. Got the pre-made salad. Nobody tossed it for me. Okay. And I gave the tip out of guilt. And then after I got the salad and I was walking back, here comes Matt Barnes after spending all this time talking about my man. Here he comes walking right at me with his whole entourage and all these kids just hugging up on him and him actually coming off looking like a sweetie. Crazy. You should never, you should never be guilty in the giving and the tip, man. You should give the tip because you want to. I did. I did. Because I wanted to because I was guilty. You're That's just going through the motions, man. You're going through the motions. That's right. All right. Stick around. We're, uh, we're officially underway. Coming up. 
let me ask everybody a quick question. This is not even even remotely sports related. Okay. Did anybody wake up this morning to find out that their cell phone didn't work and that their service was down? Because I didn't know about this early this morning. And then somebody texted me and said, hey, do you have cell service? And I'm like, well, yeah, we're texting right now. And he's like, well, I'm texting from my computer. And then I had to find out what had happened. And of course, I go into terrorism mode right away. Stick around. We'll get to that story. And then we're going to start getting into sports. This is Kaplan and crew from the Seven Mile Casino Studios. Oh, no. All right, great friends. Hey, what's happening? This is Kaplan and crew. No grande, full brown man. And we are in the Seven Mile Casino Studios, sevenmilecasino.com. Um, real quick, just on another completely different note here, and then I'm going to start jumping into some sports stuff. Brown, did you, uh, do you have AT&T? Do you have Verizon? What, what cell service do you use? Uh, I think I have Verizon. I have Verizon. You mean you don't like know off the top of your head? No, nah, brother. Listen, as you know, a man like me, make sure people can see me when I, when I break this down for y'all. Most of y'all can't reach me right now. Okay. Cause I changed my number. I've had every carrier, and I mean every single carrier. Pretty much there are only two that really work, AT&T and Verizon. That's it. Sprint was terrible. T-Mobile's terrible. Uh, there's another, some wireless. They're terrible, too. I've had all of them, okay? As, as the brother's pockets got thin, you had to change companies. All right? So right now, I'm doing all right. So I'm back on Verizon. We good again. All right? We back in the green. So I've had all the systems, but right now, I'm with Verizon. That's why I don't technically know. Okay. Well, um, I too am with Verizon. And uh, this morning at about 5.15 a.m., a buddy of mine on the East Coast sent me a text and he said, hey, do you have cell service? And I'm like, uh, yeah, because that's how we're texting, right? And he's like, no, I'm on my computer right now. And I'm like, okay, what's up? And he's like, have you not seen the news yet? It's 5.15, bro. I mean, I don't even know why I'm awake. I I can't sleep past like 4.30 a.m. all of a sudden. I think ever since my birthday last week, since I turned 54, since I officially got old and I'm now past middle age, as you have pointed out to me many times, um, I can't, I'm like an old man now. Now I wake up super early, you know? Uh, next thing I know, I'm going to be like taking my dentures out and only eating soup. But I'm waking up super early. So um, I turn on like the news to find out that AT&T is down. And I don't know if it was down everywhere or what the deal was, but I saw like some news reporting on this, how AT&T users all over the country lost cell service, you know? And of course, I don't know about the rest of you guys, but I'm like paranoid. So I immediately think two things, China, Russia, like who's getting us, who's hacking us, you know, on. which one is it? Who, who's, who's taking us down, you know? Uh, and I, and I love the reports immediately, which were, um, this is not a cyber attack. This is just a problem with their system. Could you imagine working for AT&T and knowing that I, I suppose hundreds of thousands, if not millions of people lost their cell service and they, they like the scramble that was going on to get people back online, you know? Uh, so yeah, I'm with, I'm with Verizon too, man. And, um, I've thought so many times about changing my cell service and about going to the lesser expensive company and whatever, never have done it. And, um, I don't know, man, I guess I'm, I guess I'm kind of happy about that today. If you had AT&T today, man, I wonder how this affected your life. AT&T is a major company. AT&T also now does a lot of home internet. 
and they basically run their home internet through the same system that they run their cell phones because it's all the same wiring. So at AT AT&T, I think uh, there's two other companies that use AT&T cell towers to also do their cell phones. So I guarantee you, AT&T is not the only one that's out. So I just, you know, I said, I'm a Verizon man again, baby. Like I said, I'm back. I'm back. <laughs> I'm a Verizon man. You say that proudly. Right. Let's see All here. Right. Um, I'm just gonna here. Here's the uh, report. This is actually from um, from CNN. Here's the here's the report. Tens of thousands of AT&T customers still say they have no service. Uh, Twenty five thousand customers reporting outages. Blah blah blah. Uh, telecom experts tell CNN that outages typically happen for mundane reasons. Um, okay, blah blah blah. The FCC will almost certainly investigate the outage. So anyway, I listen. I don't know exactly what the deal was, but um, I know it didn't affect me. Thankfully, that I can tell you right now. So, um, hey, did you see this story today? That and and this is actually very interesting to me. Over eleven thousand college football players today will have their chance to what's called opt in to opting in to the EA college football video game uh, EA college sports football 25 so they can opt in to it and each player uh, 85 players on each school can get paid $600 and oh and and you get a copy of the game so like I'll give you an example like when I was playing college football they had video games and they um, they use people's names and numbers and nobody ever made a penny from it. But most guys were like, this is so cool, man. I'm on a video game. And this is going back a long ass time ago. Like, this is so cool, man. I'm on a freaking video game. You know, now these guys, if you opt in, you get a copy of the game. Gee, thanks a lot. And you get paid 600 bucks, which, you know, is not like a fortune, obviously. But hey, you know what? It's better than them not getting any money at all. I suppose the next thing that happens is this. They have these like college football magazines, you know, like if you ever go to a magazine rack and there's still hard copy magazines and you're on the, 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 you look at the cover and they're like this cover of this magazine, whatever. Hey, hold on. You can't put me on the cover of a magazine. Pay me. Here, listen, first and foremost, Mm -hmm. the drought is over. NCAA football coming back. I grew up playing this game for hours upon hours upon hours. Now I'm just hoping that NCAA could do a 2K basketball version of this game and it will we be at they call full circle. If you told any of these guys, all you get is $600, but you get your face in the game. I don't, everybody's in. Just give me the game. Just give me the game. The, the dudes who will be like, no, nah, I don't want no parts of that. Don't worry, bro. Guess what they're gonna do? They just go. They gonna go in there. They are gonna edit your name into put your real name in there and play with it anyway. That's how they got around it all the time. Every year, the NCAA football game got around this by allowing "quote unquote" the internet to make their own version of the rosters. Because this is what I did. You didn't go online. You download the roster from user fifty seven X, which is some dude who works at EA, who basically put the roster together. They give it to him, he takes it home, he uploads it, and now you have all the names from every team across the country play the game. And like, and so the fact that they've given these guys 600 bucks and a free copy of the game, which is 60 bucks, dude, good on EA. Good on EA. Just get the game back on the stream. 
that goes to show you how much money they make on these games. If they're willing to give each one of these kids 600 bucks. Well, I mean, I don't know exactly what the number will turn out to be, but the report was there are 11,000 college football players and they all get their chance to opt in. So it's 85 players per school. So I'm, and I'm, I'm just going to make up a number here. So let's just say instead of 11,000 kids, mm -hmm. let's say it's 10,000 kids, 10,000 kids at $600 a kid. God, I can't do the math. All right. Is that, oh, is that like, God. should I immediately just be able to say 6 million? Is that what I should be able to say? 10,000 kids times 600 flat, equals flat numbers. Yeah. yeah. No, 6 million. So first things first, $6 million plus of the, okay. 6 million plus the same 10,000 kids, 10,000. I'm doing math right now. Times 60 is another 600,000. So 6.6 6 million goes out before they even sell one game. The problem, listen, that's that, that's that's nothing. This is go. This is a billion dollar game. This game's gonna is make it? a billion dollars. Is it a billion yes. dollar game? Really? Yes, it's a billion dollar game. So therefore, I can guarantee you, they gonna make that money back. These games cost sixty bucks a pop. They're sold across all platforms, and every sports fan will own this game. Period. Really? There have been people who've been waiting for this game for uh, almost, a, I think, almost a decade now because they stopped making them because they got sued by. Oh. Uh, What's oh, what's the guy's name? name? The uh, Ed O'Bannon is that his name? The yes, UCLA basketball yes. player. Yeah, Ed O'Bannon ruined everything. These <laughs> games were going on about their business, and here come Ed O'Bannon trying to mooch after his NBA career fizzled out and ruined it for everybody. Because it's always one person in the class that ruined the day for the rest of the class, and that person was Ed O'Bannon. Gamers around the world hate the name Ed O'Bannon. I hope they leave Ed O'Bannon off of every video game in the history of video games. Because if it wasn't for Ed O'Bannon, we wouldn't have to go through this. But cool, the, the kids get paid. I hope that, you know, everybody will allow themselves to be seen on a video game because it'll be one of the coolest experiences you ever have if you grew up playing video games and now you're being paid to be in one. That's mm -hmm. sweet, dude. That's super sweet. It is cool. I know it is cool. I mean, it's it's better than not being paid. You know, it's right. only 600 bucks, but who cares, man? Who cares? Right. So, hey, um, speaking of college football, I'm going to get back to this here in one second. You and I have not had a chance to discuss this, but I definitely want to uh, want to get your opinion on this. And I want everybody else to, you know, kind of feel about hear about this. Um, did you hear about the five plus seven thing that they're doing now in college football? Yes, the playoff, the playoff thing. Yes. Yep. So stand by. I want to get to that in a second. Before okay. I do, Browner today is rocking that really dope prize picks hat. Looking money. I know what time it is. I do know what time it is. So last night, my son sent me this message um, about prize picks. And he said to me, he goes, look, he said, I follow all these guys on YouTube. And these kids on YouTube um, do a ton of research. And then they put out a ton of predictions on what you should be playing on YouTube. So last night, I decided I'm going to play two hockey guys. A guy by the name of Morgan Frost, who is a forward for the Philadelphia Flyers. I'm telling you that because I know you don't know that. OK, and I don't mean you, Browner. I mean, everybody who's watching right now and everybody's listening. I know you don't know who Morgan Frost is. I didn't know who he was either. The other guy yeah. is a guy named Zach Wierenski. And Zach is a defenseman for I don't actually know who um, CB CBJ. Oh, Columbus Blue Jackets. Columbus. I should know that. You just watched them. I saw them play two nights ago against the Kings. Right. I should know this. Um, so Morgan Frost and Zach Wierenski, each guy was at a half a point. So my son told me, he goes, take both of these guys and go more. 
And of course, as it turns out, Zach Warinski had two points and Morgan Frost had zero points. And I lost my prize picks play last night. So um, I got to get back at it. Um, I'm looking at the uh, NBA tonight because tonight, have you seen this? Tonight, they're giving you Jokic, okay? As Denver gets back to work tonight in the NBA, um, have you seen this play for Jokic? And I think you brought this up yesterday. For his season 30-point-plus games, you, you, you're you playing that, right? I already played it, yep. Okay, so obviously you're playing more there. I'm going to put that together with somebody tonight. Like, Ooh. yeah, like I want to figure out somebody tonight. Like Jason Tatum, for example, um, they're playing – Boston's playing your Chicago Bulls. Jason Tatum, 14 and a half points. What do you think? More or less? More. Point? 14 yeah. points? Uh, more. No, excuse me. Excuse me. My bad. Rebounds and assists. 14 more. and a half rebounds and assists. More. Yeah, more? More. More. The Bulls are for, terrible. For rebounds and assists. Okay. Yes. Okay, because that's just a popular play. So mm-hmm. um, I'm just thinking around tonight. You know, the Lakers tonight are playing Golden State, right? Yes. So And there's no LeBron in this game. Somehow so, his ankle hurts. Oh, please. You haven't played a game. You Somehow you got hurt over All-Star break? I, I mean, would be interested what? to know if he's even with the team. Yeah, well, I don't think he is. I mean, I, I'd be very surprised if you saw LeBron on the bench tonight. I would be very surprised. Um, what do you think? Do you think that um, – do you think that, like, Anthony Davis will have a big game? Do you think yes. that Steph Curry will have a big game? Yes. Okay, so yes and yes. Yes. I'm trying to find uh, I'm trying to find Anthony Davis here for tonight's game. Uh, points, Jason Tatum, Yeah, for points. I should probably play him points, rebounds, and assists. That's what I tonight. That's what I would do for Anthony Davis because he's gonna because Golden State has no size. Anthony Davis twenty eight and a half. Ooh, that's a lot. Okay, but what about points, rebounds, and assists? Let me see. Okay, here it is. Twenty eight and a half is um, points. Point forty forty six and a half points, rebounds, and assists. Forty six and a half. That. That's a big number though. Forty six and a half. If you if you get. Uh, well, I mean, yeah, well, so you, yeah, you go, it is 25, 10, and eight, 25, 10, and five. Uh, it's 40. I don't know, man. 46 and a half is a lot to win this game. He's gonna need a 30 and 15. So, if they win the game, he'll get those numbers. They're not gonna win this game tonight if he doesn't get 30 and 15. I just don't. Right. I'm gonna play a whole bunch of stuff on this, this Laker game tonight. I'm gonna play it a bunch. Um, hmm, hmm. All right, I'm trying to figure it all out right now. Okay, anyway, Prize Picks. Download the Prize Picks app and use our promo code Great Friends. Download Prize Picks. Use Great Friends. They match your first deposit 100% up to $100. Now you got $200 to play, and you're in the game with me, Browner, Grande, and 7 million other people that are all playing Prize Picks. So if you've got some Prize Picks and you've already made your selections, send them to me, tweet them to me, email them to me, text them to me. I don't care how you get them to me because I'm cold. I'm cold unless it's in League of Legends or darts. Okay. I'm going to play. I'm, I'm going to play a bunch tonight. I think that's, a, that's your sweet spot. League of legends. Well, I mean, it's not really, but that other game is now, I didn't know about it until, until one of our listeners hooked me up. Uh, this is a listener by the name of Clinton St. Clair. Shout out to you, Clinton. This guy sent me a message yesterday and he explained to me that um, Val on prize picks is for Valorant, which is another video game, which is about a five on five team matchup game. I've not, ever heard of it before but there it is valorant you know so 
There you go. All right, uh, prize picks and use our, our promo code great friends. And by the way, you can make your first deposit and uh, it's super easy. You can do it with, with Apple paying right on your phone. All right, Browner, five plus seven. We were talking about college football. And we were talking about how in college football now, you know, this whole they'll pay you for your name, your image, and your likeness for this EA game. Earlier this week, it was announced that the way college football's playoff is eventually going to go is a system. I can read called- it for you if you want. Yeah, yeah, please, please. Okay. According to CBSSports.com, the College Football Playoff Board of Managers unanimously approved the change to the five plus seven model as expanded 12 team field debuts in 2024, awarding automatic bids to five highest-ranked conference champions with seven at-large bids filling out the field. So what that means is the five conference champions with the highest rankings get at-large bids. They're in, period. They're automatically in. And now seven, seven selected teams will be in. Now, we would hope that that would just be fall through through the rankings. So if the top five conference champions are one through five, and then the next seven teams, the next to so the top 12 should make it. That's what we would hope, but who knows? Well, the way I, I know I had read it, and again, you're, you probably you have the article right in front of you. So the way it's going to work is the top four teams will all be conference champions. So you'll have the SEC, the ACC, mm-hmm. the Big Ten, and the Big 12. Those conference Correct. champions will all be one through four. Right. Yes. Then number five will be whoever's like the highest ranking, I guess, team. That's not a conference champion. And I feel like there's some accommodation happening there for Notre Dame. I feel like, you know, I'm not really. It says the fifth highest ranked conference champion is not guaranteed anything other than a spot in the field. If the fifth highest ranked conference champion is ranked behind the seven at large selections, it will be the number 12 seed. So that would be like if San Diego State won the Mountain West or whatever mm-hmm. is left that they call of it, they would be 12, basically. Basically, that's what they're saying. Well, not guaranteed 12. They'd, they'd be guaranteed to be in between 5 in and 12. In the 12. Yes. Yes. Right. So this is finally the moment in time where San Diego State and the Mountain West and the other conferences that are – so you have the, the, the power fi- – well, I guess it's now the power four – and then you have kind of the group of five. The group of five is like the Mountain West, the um, American Athletic Conference. Uh, I'm trying to think of like maybe Conference USA, you know, the schleppers of college football, essentially. You know, and I know San Diego yeah, State fans, you don't want to hear that, but you, you understand what I'm saying, right? Um, so finally, the opportunity for a San Diego State, or I don't care who else it is, Boise State, UNLV, whoever from that was, you wanted your chance to play with the big boys? Cincinnati broke through at one point, got their chance, fell kind of flat on their face. Yeah. Uh, Boise State had their moment in time and pre all of this reorganization of college football, but you wanted your chance to get in. This is your chance. This College football is finally going to give the mid- major type schools their opportunity to get in. I again let me say this one more time. Go ahead. Now you gotta show up. The, the, the whining about conferences now, the NCAA has finally done something right. It appears they have fixed it. 
They've unleveled the playing field. Everybody now has a legit chance to play for the national championship. An undefeated San Diego State season should secure you a shot against the number one team in the country. You could never say that. You could never, ever say that before. You now have a chance to hold the wheel of destiny for your for your football team. If you bleed San Diego State, here's your opportunity in football to win the national championship. You now have a fair shot when the year starts to win the national championship. And that's all you can ask for. That's it. You get to decide well, it on the field. That's it right there. You just said it. It's finally something that will be decided on the field. And apparently uh, this all happens this year. So the five plus seven model expands to the 12 team field. It starts this season, automatic bids to the five highest ranked conference champions, and then seven at large bids. It's not like you're a hundred percent guaranteed necessarily, but you have, you have a chance. If San Diego state goes undefeated and San Diego state wins the Mount West conference, they're likely going to be team five through 12. Yes. And and they will. According to the way, according to the way it's explained to me, and what I read, yes. Yeah, I know. All right, interesting. All right, stick around, everybody. Uh, we got a lot more we're going to get into. This is Kaplan and crew, minus Grande, who's at spring training. By the way, speaking of spring training, I'll get to it. Um, Padres Dodgers get started play today. today. Yeah, they play today. And they play tomorrow. I so. know their lineup. I could read it for you. It's pretty embarrassing. Oh, really? We can I mean, talk about it later. the first spring training game, bro. So it's pointless. The only thing to talk about is the lineup. All right. Well, stick around, everybody. Padres, Dodgers, start spring training today. This is Kaplan and crew with Grande and the Brown Man, and we come to you from the Seven Mile Casino Studios. All right, everybody. Hey, a little halftime update here on Kaplan and crew. One, you know I like to mention this guy first every day at halftime. That is the first one is this. My guy, Gary Cooper, 858-376-1299, 858-376-1299. Look, you guys probably get annoyed by me talking about the same shit every day, but here's the thing. The day will come where you will contact me and you'll go, yo, well, what's Gary Cooper's phone number again? I finally need him. And that's going to be you. And then I'm going to be the guy that's going to go 858-376-1299. You should remember that phone number. You should program it in your phone because one day you will need him. If you're thinking about buying a house, if you're like, I can buy now, I should buy now, interest rates are going to go down. It's going to cost me less eventually. Got to get in now before the prices go up even further. Talk to Gary Cooper. He has programs for people who don't have the hundreds of thousands of dollars or the 20% to put down on on a brand new house. So talk to Gary, okay? 858-376-1299 for those of you listening. For those of you watching, here's his QR code right next to me here on the screen. Gary Cooper, Mountain Trust Realty Services. Uh, One other mention for you, and that is our website. I mention it every day, kaplanandcrew.com. Why would you go there? One, all of our social posts are there. Two, all of our YouTube videos are there. Three, you can visit with any of our sponsors that you might need at any time, all right there. Um, Four, our merch shop is in the house. And everybody seems to love those brand new um, Kaplan and Crew hoodies. So check them out. Uh, The merch shop is open. Hats, T-shirts, hoodies, coffee mugs, fanny packs, you name it. We got it in the Kaplan and Crew merch shop. Kaplanandcrew.com. Let's get back to the second half of the show. All right, great friends. Hey, what's going on? It is Thursday afternoon. This is Kaplan and crew with Grande and the Brown man. Actually, no Grande, all Brown man, me and Brown man today. And uh, getting ready to talk about the Padres and the Dodgers. And we'll talk about that coming up in just one second. Hey, Brown, we were talking earlier today about this uh, AT&T outage, you know? Yeah. Um, Listen to this. Uh, I was reading this article at the break. A widespread telecommunication outage that affected tens of thousands of customers in the United States on Thursday raised a question for many. What should I do 
when I can't use my cell phone. Dude, if I had AT&T and I did not have access to my cell or Wi-Fi, honestly, I don't know what to do with myself. I really don't. Here's the next paragraph. While cell service in the U.S. is typically fairly dependable and Thursday's issues were limited in scope, there's a long list of potential emergency situations when cell phones be, could become unreliable. Uh, okay. Um, communication issues are uh, the norm in a disaster, not an anomaly. Um, some, some scenarios like snowstorms, strong wind, torrential rain, fire, tornadoes may affect a small number of people. Others, like major earthquakes, solar flares, cyber attacks, have the potential to disrupt communications for millions of people for an extended period of time. I'm telling you right now, um, I heard the uh, about the AT&T outage this morning, and I immediately, first thought, couldn't help it, paranoid, got it. First thought was cyber attack. Who is it? China? Russia? Who's coming for us? I talked, to, I talked to a friend of mine this morning. He actually told me this. He goes, I talked to all my kids. This guy's buddy of mine. He's got three kids. He said, I told all three of my kids. If we learn that this is a cyber attack and if the you know what hits the fan, here's where we all meet. Everybody get in your car, drive to this central location. This is where we meet. So, like, I said to him, I go, you know what, dude? Um, that doesn't sound so paranoid to me. That actually sounds like good preparation to me. Let me ask you a question, sir. Go ahead. <clears throat> Think I'm what crazy? Age, what, what age were you when you began using a cell phone? Um, probably I'd say 20 ish, 21 ish. So I don't think I had a cell phone. Well, I put it this way. I, I know I did not have a cell phone in college. I did okay. not even have a computer in college. When I was in college, I swear to you guys, this sounds so bad. I used a typewriter. Now I'm not even talking about like an old school typewriter. I mean, this was like a new school. They were they were kind of transitioning from typewriters to word processors. That's what they called them back then, you know. Um, and so there was a little bit of electricity and movement to it, but it was still really just a typewriter. You know, there was when I was in school, there was a computer lab because nobody had computers. If you had a computer, right. you were a rich kid. And and I had one it buddy of mine. Yeah, I had one buddy of mine who had an old Mac that looked like a tower kind of a Mac and it had one of those like greenish colored screens, you yeah. know, and I think it used like the language like DOS or something like that. Like I didn't know how to use the computer. And so um, I definitely did not have a computer all the way through college, did not get my first computer until 1996 when America Online was becoming like the thing, the Internet superhighway, uh, the information superhighway was becoming a thing. You know, Bryant Gumbel and I think it was Jane Pauley or Katie Couric sitting on the Today Show going, what is this, this information superhighway? What, what is this Internet? What is email they're talking about? What is this email? Right. So I'm telling you right now, I did not have a computer in college. They had hard lined computers that were locked down in the library that you could use. And the only way I would use them is to write a paper. I did not have a cell phone all the way through college and I probably didn't get a cell phone. I'm going to take a guess here. 93, 94. Yeah. Uh, mid 90s, I'm guessing. So, so you've gone. So, uh, pretty much your entire adult life in the stream of some form of a cell phone. Right. That's right. When did you become overly dependent on it? Because when me, I got, when I got my first iPhone. See, to me, the ability to put the phone down and walk away from it. Mm -hmm. doesn't have you panic when this AT&T situation happens. 
because if all the phones go, and this is also why people should have a landline, but that's a different discussion. When all the phones go down, I expect for somebody in their early 20s to not know what to do. Like if you're 22 <laughs> and you are and you have AT&T and you couldn't use your cell phone, you probably had a small panic attack. And I get it. But if you're our age and your cell phone goes down, do something else. It'll be back up. What's the big deal? I you say I that, man, but I'm, I'm so we, addicted to my phone. I am so addicted is, and, to my and, phone. And this is what I'm saying. The iPhone or or the Android, whatever, whichever one of these you use, because it's only really two, they've crippled you. They've crippled you, American person listening to this on an iPhone right now. <laughs> Watching this on, your, on, on YouTube. Right. Yeah. They broke you. They got you now. There's no way. There's no way most people listening to this shit can't, they, they, you can't go a day without your phone. You can't do it. That's why, to it make a, a slight sports comparison here, when Justin Fields unfollowed the Bears on Instagram, people freaked out. In actuality, you take the internet so serious. If you unfollow somebody on Instagram, that means you have a legit problem with them. When it just might be, I'm taking a break. No way, man. I got rid of I got rid of the app. No way. What's what's wrong with decompressing from the internet? We all should do it. Yeah, we but, but... All, with the exception of this show, keep listening <laughs> to this show. Remember, like, share, and subscribe this thing. Like it, like it, like it. If you love me, like it. I don't understand why it's such a crazy idea to step away for a couple of days or a day or put it down for an hour. Because most don't people can't do it. Your phone for L- an hour, dude. Most people can't do it. Listen, and I and I don't mean sleeping either. No, listen. Here's the thing. Um, you asked a great question. When did you become what you would call addicted to your phone? Cause I'm addicted to my phone before I had an iPhone. When a phone was a phone and a beeper, you, you could, you could call people, you could text people, you could take Remember pictures. Remember when text used to cost per text? Remember that? Barely, barely. I do. But, but when you could, when you could make calls, text and use your phone as a camera. The phone was still just a phone. Okay. But once you got into the world of smartphone, which now you're carrying around a computer in your hand that, that 40 years ago used to take up like a thousand square foot room to have that much power. You have that in the, in your hand right now. So now that the phone is your internet, your Twitter, your Facebook, your Instagram, your LinkedIn, your TikTok, your Reddit, everything that you use, your weather, your stocks, your banking, everything you do is on your phone. And that's why we, I say we, are all so addicted to our phones because everything we do is on our phone. It's not like, hey, I have to go sit at my desktop because I have to do some online banking and I have to pay some bills. Nonsense. You use the Chase app, the Wells Fargo app, the Bank of America app, whatever it must, SoFi, whatever it may be. You're doing your banking on your phone. You're checking your multiple email accounts on your phone. All of your social media is a form of communication on your phone. I'm not telling you anything you don't know. I'm just telling you this is why I'm addicted to the goddamn phone. Can't put it down. Can't put it down. And if this morning 
when thousands and thousands of people were impacted by this AT&T, uh, you know, failure. If it were me and I had AT&T, I'd, I'd be going into like, you know, convulsions. Can't help I, it, dog. I, just, I, I, I hear you, man. I Put it down. Put it down, put it down. big fella. Put, put it down. Put it out. Can All you right. can you put your phone down for an hour? No. No. You can't do an hour during the Not day? Not even an hour. Not even an hour. Wow. Not okay. even. Dude, I was oh, oh. listen, I was on vacation this past weekend. I was on vacation <laughs> this past weekend. Rachel oh, and I are driving Rachel and I are driving in a car. We're driving through this very remote part of Mexico. Very very, you know, like something to look at. Something, hey, I'm in another country. Look around, man. Pay attention. Yeah. She told me she was put your, she was get your phone out of your face and look around. Like be present, you know? It's an okay. it's, it's an addiction, bro. So Without giving too much detail, yeah. What the hell are you looking at? Because that's oh, always my question, dude. Like, it, go ahead. I'll, I'll tell you. I, I swear to you, it's like it's like a pattern. Twitter, let's check notifications. Instagram, who's liking my pictures? Uh, Facebook, who's trying to get a direct message to me? Uh, stock tip, uh, stock app, weather app, texting my kids. Find my. Where are my kids at? How are they? You know, are they are they in school? Where are they? I mean, there, there's a million things on the phone that would have me check the phone. So how, okay. So if no one's text you, right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you pick up your phone. Cause you, you know, you Jones and ah, I need it. What do you go to Slack? Like what's the, <laughs> the app Slack? Slack. Yeah. Oh cause, my God. Cause, in, cause, so cause I communicate with my guys from sided. We all talk on Slack. I communicate with my kids on text. I communicate with a lot of the great friends on Twitter. I communicate with some of the great friends on, on Facebook, on, on Instagram, on Sided. I talk to people all the time on all these different platforms, and it's, it's embarrassing. Like I, Somebody will be talking to me on, on Facebook who I barely even know, and, and I'm sitting there with my girlfriend. She's like, what are you doing? And I'm like, I don't know why I feel this need to communicate with this person who I barely know when I'm sitting there having lunch with you. It's Im- Listen, right. it is an addiction. Make no mistake. I think, I think I have solved your bandwidth issue. I really do think I've solved your bandwidth issue. Put your phone down. <laughs> Put your phone. That yeah, is the too much time, dude. Your, yeah, that's your bandwidth, baby. I think there are people listening to this who have the same problem that you have, but most of those people get sucked into the TikTok, Instagram, like vortex. Yeah, me too. Alex, Alex has said this before on the show too. He'll pick up his phone and TikTok, and then an hour later he'll look up, mm-hmm. and yeah. an hour has passed. Yeah, and you don't know what happened, dude. Sometimes when we wake up in the mornings on the weekends, we start drinking coffee and hanging out, and we're both in bed, like just taking our time. She's on the phone. I'm on the phone. Next thing you know, it's 30, 40 minutes later. It's like, let's get off our phones and let's go out for a walk. Like we got sucked into our phones. Ooh, man. I know. See, I can't, I can't do that. I don't, I have, I started doing this thing where in the morning, I don't do anything on my phone for an hour. Now I've had to, cause I'm driving my kids to preschool. I have to communicate with baby moms. But outside of that, I, I don't pick it up for anything. I don't even check the traffic. Like if I get stuck, I'm stuck. Like mm-hmm. I just, and that has helped me be able to put it down multiple times during the day. So I get it because I'm one of those people too. I like to go back and forth with people with just simple subjects so as long as they can keep it clean. Because it's it, it, I like communicating with people. And that's basically what the phone is. It's a bridge to communicate with people in a way that 
I didn't have in my early teens. So if I would have grown up with this, I get, I would have been as addicted to any as anybody else. But I'm just telling you, man, since since the phone is now no longer a phone, texting device and camera, and sir, everything you do, tool. everything you do is on this phone. I'm addicted to it all day long, all day. Long. And I'll tell you this on Sundays, you guys ever get that notification from Apple? Hey, your screen time this week was up seven percent. Hey, your screen time Ooh. this week was down five percent. When I see What's down, your screen time, What's your I don't screen know. Time? I have no. How do I find out? I don't know. Go to uh, go to your settings and then right. look up and then put in the search box screen time. Where would I and put? Then I, don't even, able... I don't even see a search box. So you oh, pull down. You I go. got it. And put yeah, screen it. time in there and see what we got for you. Because that here it is. Because that'll tell you what you're spending the most time on. So if you scroll, okay. if you scroll down, break mm -hmm. it down for me. Okay. Percentage. Because uh, the percentages or the times are in there. Somebody. Else. Okay. Well, let's see here. My daily average is six hours and eleven minutes. <laughs> on your phone. Um, I, I guess. I guess I'm down twenty percent from last week. Oh yes, yeah. All right. Yes. And then as far as um and as far as how do I find out what my uh you were saying to tell me to tell you what I use it on? I don't so, even know so what if, so if you go down, it'll tell you what you're using it on. I don't see that. Okay, then there must be that must be in the battery then. Okay. All right. So that's crazy. Yeah, it's embarrassing. It really is. I'm proud so. of you, man. I'm proud of you. You're down yeah, 20%. So that's I'm down 20%. 20%. Hey, like that, it's only Thursday, hours. bro. It's only Thursday. I still got a few days left to catch up. <laughs> oh, that's so good. All right, listen. Um, here's By the way, here's one other thing. Yesterday, I found out that Apple has this new app. I think it's called Apple Sports. And it's I suppose it's kind of their answer to like an ESPN you know, app. And um, I went to go download it yesterday. And when I went to download it, it told me that my operating system on my phone is not current enough to even accept that. So my operating system was like 14.11. And the most modern operating system or updates on an iPhone is like, I don't know, 17.2. So I finally updated my phone. And when you update your phone and they come up with all this new stuff, all of a sudden your life is turned upside down because now you got to figure out how to use the phone all over again. And it's relatively intuitive, but it's still a pain in the ass. So are you or are you downloading this Apple Sports app now? No, I had never heard of it. I didn't know they had that. So I was went to it because I get Apple News, which is basically what Huffington Post used to be. It's just a bunch of stories put into a pot from different publications. Yeah. All right. Listen, let me uh, let me have one minute here to just give a quick mention to our friends from Prize Picks. Prize Picks, you download that app, you see, using your phone. That's another thing I use my phone for is Prize Picks. Download the Prize Picks app. You deposit, you make your first deposit. They'll match your deposit 100% up to $100 if you use our code, Great Friends. So use that Prize Picks app on your phone. Don't be as addicted to your phone as I am. And uh, and make sure you make that first deposit. And you can use Apple Pay, another thing that you have to use your phone for. And you can make your first deposit right there from Apple Pay on Prize Picks. Use our code, Great Friends. All right, so Brown, we were saying the uh, Dodgers and Padres getting ready for spring training action. That's why Alex mm -hmm. is off. Alex decided he's going to spring training. And he, I don't. I mean, I hope it's warm over there. I haven't. That's another thing I got to do. I checked the weather. I checked the weather over in Arizona on on my phone. Um, you were saying earlier that the lineup today for the Padres, not so impressive. I'm looking at, by the way, today in Phoenix, because I know this on my phone, uh, 70 degrees and sunny, uh, middle of the day, um, 75 degrees and sunny, gets to the evening hours, 72. Sunset is at 6 18 p.m. And it'll be 69 degrees when it's dark out at 7 o'clock. So nice day in Phoenix. And a nice day for some spring training baseball. All right, so what do the Padres look like here on uh, on day one? 
So again, none of this is important. The outcome isn't important because again, they already played the game. The outcome is irrelevant. What's important is who's in the lineup. Obviously, we know Manny's out due to injury. Tatis, right field. Bogert's second base. Cronenworth, first base. Capasano catching. Kim, shortstop. Jackson Merrill, left fielder. So now we're starting to get some questions to our outfield. Mm-hmm. Third base, Rosario, who, again, that'll be Manning when he comes back. Mitchell's your DH. Azokar is your center fielder. And Musgrove's your starting pitcher. So Merrill and Azokar, Azokar in center, Merrill in left, Tatis in right. That's pretty much what people predicted anyway, right? I don't know. Really, did they? I thought that was – I thought that Jack – when they didn't sign anybody, of course. I thought Jackson Merrill was going to be the play, period. I thought he was going to get some time in the outfield, period, regardless of who they bring in, because it's time for him to step up. Like, his his, his number's been called. It's go time for him. How long can we stay in the minors? This is what happened to Mackenzie Gore. He stayed in the minors forever, forever, and then when he came up, he never was able to adjust. So I think this is an opportunity for Jackson Merrill to start day one in spring training in left field and hold the spot consistently. These would be very pivotal at bats for him, in my opinion. And that's the guy who I'm looking out for to have a really, really big uh, spring training. Didn't the Padres, who they just re-signed? It, was it uh, Profar? Who did they just yes. re-sign? Yeah, so yes. he's not even listed here right now. I'm just, yeah. I, I just, I just decided to go look at the uh, the Padres depth chart. By the way, Padres depth chart is hilarious because now at second base you've got Bogarts, Kim, Cronenworth. You've got uh, at at uh, shortstop you've got uh, Kim, Bogarts, uh, and others. I mean, there's just they, I think the depth chart is like people are like we don't know, we're not really sure who plays where, and this is on Padres.com. Hmm. It's, again, we are in a very, we're in a weird space, man. Because I don't, I don't really, I don't really know who's going to be in center field, and that's important. Because as good as Tatis was in right, I think he'd be even more impressive in center field because of his speed and his athleticism and his arm. But for some reason, because he succeeded at right field, they want to play it safe and keep him in right field, and I just don't know if that's a good idea. Well, I think that, um, you know, he made so many really great defensive plays last year. The one that stands out, I'm trying to remember who they were playing. He makes his play. um, This is now the ball comes out to uh, right field. It goes um, on the other side, the foul side of the of the foul line. But it's a fair ball. And he goes to throw the ball to second. But in mid range, he turns and he kind of throws the ball. I want to say to first and he picks a guy off. Do you remember that play? Does anybody remember that play? I wish I remembered more detail of who they were playing and who the situation was, but I just remember the arm movement, like so Patrick Mahomes, you know, like where he looks like he's going one way and then he turns and he goes the other way and knocks the guy out. I don't right field, you know, is one of those places where if you got the gun, you know, you can get a guy at second, you can get a guy at third, you can get a guy at home and he's got it. He got the range in the arm. With his skill set, I think the, I think now this is where I accept analytics. And with his skill set, you should put him wherever the analytics tell you the ball could hit the most. And I'm assuming that's between uh, center and right. So that's why I would put him in center, because he can make more plays in center right. Mm. But that's just well, me. Listen, I'll tell you, I said this yesterday. I'm probably more interested in this upcoming baseball season. Not excited. No, not, no, no. I'm going to make a distinction between excited and interested. I'm going to tell you why coming back more so. 
Um, I'm more interested in this upcoming baseball season. See, last year at this time, there was excitement. Oh, my God, the Padres spent all this money. Oh, my God, they're going to finally do it because they had beaten the Dodgers in the postseason the year before. Uh, this There was excitement last year. This year, right. it's just interest. I'll explain that coming right back. We're in the 7 Mile Casino Studios, 7milecasino.com. You're looking to play blackjack and poker and have a great lunch or brunch. That's the place to be, 7 Mile Casino. This is Kaplan and Crew. All right, everybody. Hey, it's Kaplan and crew minus Grande plus the Brown man. Grande is in spring training. Padres Dodgers getting started in spring training today and tomorrow. And uh, Brown, I was saying is we're coming right back to the seven mile casino studios. I was saying this, that I'm more interested in this baseball season this year than maybe ever before. Mostly interested, not necessarily what I would call excited. The distinction being that last year there was so much excitement because the Padres had beaten the Dodgers in the postseason. The Dodgers, or excuse me, the Padres had made it to uh, play Philadelphia in the National League Championship Series. The Padres added uh, Xander Bogarts, which you know was a big twenty-five plus million dollars signing. They had given Musgrove the money. They they signed Darvish. Uh, they gave Cronenworth the money. Um, they still had Soto at the time. I mean, last year at this time there was genuine excitement with people thinking that the Padres could win the World Series. In fact, I want to say that like MLB.com picked them as the World Series winner, and even though they may not have been the absolute Vegas favorite, they were probably in the top three or four in terms of Vegas favorites to win the World Series last year. And as we all know, you know, collapsed, fell flat on their face, guys got hurt, locker room-related issues, et cetera, et cetera. The reason I will tell you that I'm most interested this year versus being excited like I was last year is this interest. The Dodgers, I, I'm not a Dodger fan, but I wouldn't call myself a Dodger hater. But I'll tell you this. Um, Mookie Betts always made things interesting. Freddie Freeman, there were storylines too. But now, Otani. Can you imagine if Otani walks through the door at the Dodgers and is everything he was as a hitter, first year, as a hitter, as great as he was with the Angels, what if he's that great with the Dodgers? How much better are the Dodgers? And, by the way, think about it the flip side. What if Otani sucks? What if Otani <laughs> comes out in the first month, month and a half of the season? Because now he's talking about you know having about 50 at-bats during spring training. What if Otani comes out and in the first six weeks of the season, Otani is like, I don't know, I'm making up numbers here. He's, he's, he's five for 50, you know, and his batting average sucks and he hasn't hit any home runs. And, and can you imagine Dodger fans going, you spent all this money on this guy and he's not as great as everybody said. And the only reason he was so great down at Anaheim is because there was nobody at those games and there was no pressure and nobody expected them to win. And now he comes up to the big stage and there's, is 55,000 people every night and every game's on TV. And, and now all of a sudden Otani's not Otani. Like that storyline, whether he's awesome like he was, or if he were not good, which I don't think will happen, but the Dodgers are interesting, more interesting than ever before. What? And I'm going to go through some teams here. What do you think about that? I would, <clears throat> I think this is the, I, to answer your question, I would be blown away. Not me. And you know how I feel about Otani. I would be utterly blown away if he wasn't good. I would I would be on a bullhorn if he is not good. I think he's going to be excellent because I think this is the first time in his actual baseball career where he's not the 
best player. Because Mookie Betts is a better baseball player because he plays every day in the field. He's a better baseball player. So now he's surrounded by a great organization, a great manager, winning teammates. Now, to me, now I want to see what he does. Now show me how great you are. Amongst the greats, be greater. This is what I've been asking for. This is why I've always given Otani a hard time because his stats are if they're empty calories. What did it get you? Nothing. Now you're in a situation where if you put those same numbers up in L.A., now you got me convinced. Now I'm in. So for me, this may be the first time for baseball where I was like, damn, the season has already started? Because previously, it felt like, okay, baseball is gone. When it comes back, it comes back. Baseball, on this show in particular, was very a part of the conversation all year for the probably the second time, and most importantly, the second season in a row. Now, part of it was the unfortunate passing of Peter Seiler, but baseball was top of mind on this show all year. And so it felt like it was in the mix all year. So to me, the more interesting story in baseball to me is the Dodgers. And I'm rooting for the Padres. I'm excited for the season. But how could you not be excited for what's happening for the Dodgers? You, you, you just have to be. Well, so, so this is my whole point, the difference between interested versus excited. So the Dodgers are storyline number one in terms of my interest. Two and three. Yeah, well, right. So Otani leaving the Angels and going to the Dodgers, and what happens? Is he awesome as he was for the Angels? Is he not as good? Will there be people who think that he was a waste of money? Will there be people say that you know that they 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 underpaid? He was he's so great. So so how Otani fits in with the Dodgers storyline number one for me. Number two, the Padres. What happens now with the Padres? Because finally. A.J. Preller has essentially gotten his way. Now, he's gotten his way most often throughout his tenure as the Padres general manager. He got his way back in, I want to say, 2015 when he was like, hey, let's go sign a bunch of dudes. And they got Matt Kemp and they got Justin Upton and they got James Shields and that whole crew of guys. And we all know how that thing didn't never really worked out. Then they started to make trades. And when they traded James Shields to Chicago and they got Fernando Tatis. And then the next thing was, oh, wow. They signed Manny Machado, whoever saw that coming. Um, and then it was bring Tatis up, play him right away. And then they did, and he was on the opening day roster, and Tatis becomes like an instant superstar at shortstop. And we've had the chance to watch now the, the highs and lows and now headed back towards potentially the highs of Tatis and the position change for Tatis. And then they go out and they sign Bogarts last year. And again, all the excitement because of what they had done against the Dodgers the year before when they didn't have Bogarts and all these guys are signed long-term and this is going to be your team. And this is going to be a world series team. And then they sucked, you know? And then what happened is, is now AJ Preller and Peter Seidler dying. AJ Preller still on the job. AJ Preller gets his way again, because what, what AJ Preller had before, when he had uh, Andy Green and uh, what was the other guy's name? What was the other manager's name that he had? Uh, oh, God, I can't even come up with the guy's name. Um, but uh, anyway, that guy. The other those, little one? Yeah, the other little dude. It was Andy Green, then the other little dude, the guy who came from Texas, whose name I can't even come up with right now. I'll um, go ahead. Yeah. Jace. Jace Tingler. There we go. Jace Tingler. 
so first it's Andy Green because Andy Green is a cheap guy who's never been a manager and will do everything AJ Preller tells him. Then Andy Green starts to grow a set of nuts and they're like, I got to get rid of this guy. Because Andy Green was kind of tired of being told what to do. He saw things differently. Yeah. Then they go get Jace Tingler, and he's a, he's exactly the same guy. He is a guy who's desperate to be a manager. He's really inexpensive, and A.J. Preller will tell him what to do. And guess what? He becomes the fall guy. So what does everybody say? You've got to have an experienced manager. And A.J. Preller gets all this credit again. Why? Because he went and got Bob Melvin when nobody thought Bob Melvin was, was even available. And then Bob Melvin is a successful manager of a very low payroll type of club. And everybody thinks, well, that's the answer. And Bob Melvin, from the beginning, we find out kind of later on, all kinds of problems in the clubhouse. And the only thing that kept Bob Melvin from leaving after year one was the playoff run at the end of year one. But then he gets into year two, and there's a bigger disaster. Because, by the way, he didn't have Tatis in year one. Tatis comes back, and it upsets the balance of the clubhouse. Um, not blaming Tatis, just saying you're, you're adding a new personality to a guy who wasn't there when everybody had to kind of carry the team when he wasn't around. And then you throw in Bogarts and then you throw in all this money with everybody's got. And then what happens is, is he leaves. Okay. The, the manager, Bob Melvin, he's there for two years. He's the experienced guy. He's got the wins. He's got the record. He did it without a payroll. He two years. He's gone. Gone. It's that pressure. See, I, I, I never, I, didn't think that this was a good matchup match to begin with. Everybody kept talking about how Bob Melvin was great, how Bob Melvin was great. And I, even now, I will not tell you Bob Melvin's not great. Bob Melvin wasn't a good fit for what this roster that they had built. This roster had too much high-profile money on it for a manager like Bob Melvin. Bob Melvin got the most out of the least. You needed a, you needed a Phil Jackson in this bad boy. You didn't need a Greg Popovich. You needed a Phil Jackson. And they didn't get a Phil Jackson. They got a Greg Popovich who came in and tried to, you know, coach guys up. And dudes like, yo, bro, I got a $300 million contract. Like, what, what, Move, move. I got it. I got it. And that ended up really being a downfall because it really seemed like he just couldn't reach these dudes, especially in the second year. The first year, he obviously did a good job because they made the playoffs and they ended up beating the Dodgers. So he found a, a feel for that or for that roster but getting to tease back getting bogarts in there getting soto full time and having manny that never mixed in a blender it just didn't work it literally didn't work and he was unable to manage that and so because of that he was gone so the other two dudes whatever they just you know they were placeholders they were they were followers until they got tired of following this guy was a leader who couldn't lead the guys who he was supposed to lead. Now, this new cat they got, I ain't sold on him either. <laughs> so we'll see how Mike Schilt goes. Because, again, already starting off with putting Kim at short, I don't know whose idea that was, but I got to see this work out. I got to see it play out. I have to. I can't, I can't judge it. I'm not a fan of it. That's my opinion. But I, I will give them time to let it play out. Yeah, so here's, again, I'm going back to the beginning and the theme of this entire segment. Um, excited versus interested. 
interested in the Dodgers and Shohei Otani and what that means to the Dodgers. By the way, the Dodgers also added lots of other pieces to the pie, including starting pitching. They'll eventually get Walker Bueller back. Later on in the season, they'll get Clayton Kershaw back. And if the Dodgers stay healthy, what are they? Are they a 105-win team? Are they a 110-win team? Are they automatic champions of the division again? Uh, so interested in the Dodgers. Interested in the Padres because of the roller coaster of the last two, three years, throw in the death of Peter Seidler um, and how AJ Preller gets his way again and now gets rid of Bob Melvin to bring in Mike Schilt and, and have his manager and then start making moves with these players. We've been talking about it all week, but the, the, the storyline of being interested continues on here goes. The next part of it is this Bob Melvin to the San Francisco giants. Hmm. Just remember, three years ago, Bob Melvin was the manager of the lowly Oakland A's. The team with no payroll, the team with no fan base, the team that's planning on following the Raiders to Vegas. He's the manager of that lowly group. And the Padres come save him. They pluck him out of his hometown, Northern California. They bring him down to San Diego. He's now got this clubhouse of superstars and all this money spent. And all he has to do is be Phil Jackson. But he couldn't do it. Couldn't do it. Didn't have it. Couldn't do it. Hated the team. Hated the clubhouse. Hated certain players. And wanted out after year one. But because of that playoff run, extends into year two. Year two is a total flop. At the end of year two, he wants to get out. Preller wants him out. And what do they do? They don't fire him. And he doesn't really quit. The San Francisco Giants, a division rival, calls him, hey, Hey man, I, I mean, this this is like when the Golden State Warriors called the Lakers about LeBron. Hey, yeah. hey, we we see LeBron's tweets. He seems to be unhappy. You want to make a trade because LeBron wants to play with Steph, right? So so let us make a trade for LeBron. And and you know having Jeannie Busco. Well, I, we don't plan on trading him, but if he, if he doesn't want to be here, him. we yeah, you guys can talk to him because if he doesn't want to be him. here, we'll we'll make a move. Well. The San Francisco Giants call the Padres. A division rival calls you and goes, hey, um, we actually like Bob Melvin as a manager. Clearly, you know, he can't manage your squad of superstars and all that money you've spent. We'll take him off your hands. They they didn't ask for anything. The, the Padres weren't like, Brown, the Padres weren't like, we need a bag of brand new baseballs. Yo, you got any Louisville sluggers for a brother? Some gloves laying around. Right, right. You what you guys got any like old Nike cleats we could use or something? They Anything. literally were like, Oh, you want Bob Melvin? Here you go. Have him. So Bob Melvin going home to the San Francisco Giants. And I say going home, he's a Northern California native. Um, uh, Bob Melvin going home to the San Francisco Giants, who two years ago, won the division, beat the Dodgers, won the division. I don't remember exactly what the number was, like 105, 107, whatever number of wins, 111 wins, something crazy like that. When Gabe Kapler was their manager, you've got Bob Melvin now in this same division, and you gave him away. Gave him away. So, so again, interested, excited. Interested is Otani. Interested is what happens with the Padres with Mike Schilt and A.J. Preller. Interested is... Can Bob Melvin become a player in the NL West with a San Francisco team that two years ago had over 100 wins and won the division? And, and now and can't can sign he, nobody, by the way. And can he have any sense of revenge, if you will, against the Padres? 
Because just think about what the Padres have, have given the NL West. Buddy Black's the manager in Colorado. Dave Roberts is the manager with the Dodgers. Bob Melvin is the manager with the Giants. These, these are all Padre alums. I don't, I guess to, to add on to your question, is this going to create a rivalry between the, the Giants and the, the Giants and the Padres more than it already is? Because they're the second rivalry, in my opinion. Nobody cares about the Diamondbacks, and few people really care about the Rockies either. So if you're the Giants and the Padres, will is there going to be a guy who gets hit? Like, how is, is this going to turn into something? Because you know there are feelings in that Padre clubhouse about, about him and the fact that they let him walk away. Now, let a ball slip from a pitcher to hit Manny or to hit Tatis. It's going to feel some kind of way. It's going to it's going to turn into something. And so will that make it, you know, add a little more edge to the rivalry? Because what does Bob Melvin really do as a manager? Like, People won't take the Giants' money. I don't know if it's because the current state of San Francisco or the current state of the organization, but what's the deal with nobody taking their money? No one. And so whatever team they feel, this will probably – it won't be as bad as the A's, but there's not going to be a lot of superstars on that roster. They got a lot of old guys. They got a, guys, a lot of guys grinding, but that's probably what he's better with. So we'll see. We'll see. because. Uh, they don't really rank that high to me on the storylines. I, I, what they do it will be irrelevant to me. If Bob Melvin was not the manager of the Giants, they wouldn't be on my radar either in, in terms of interest and storyline. Right. But, but let me keep going one more deep, just one more. And that's the Arizona Diamondbacks. See, I'm with you. I don't really care about the Arizona Diamondbacks or the Colorado Rockies. Not okay? at all. Uh, for the Colorado Rockies, all I care about is I love Buddy Black, always have but he's just sort of a babysitter there. They're like, they're very happy having Buddy Black be their manager because he's probably very affordable, comparatively speaking, and nobody plans on winning. So why fire the manager? He's a great guy. People love him. Um, the other part of it is my buddy Bradley Zimmer signed with the Colorado Rockies, and he's right. trying to fight his way back into the major leagues. You know, um, so, um, so that's my interest in the Rockies. But the Arizona Diamondbacks a year ago were not on my radar at all. And there were a couple of people chirping in my ear going, watch out for Arizona. Arizona's young. They're up and coming. They can make a run. I'm like, come on, not in this division, not with the Dodgers, and not with what the Padres have spent, and not what the Padres' expectations are. Arizona's not a real player. And then what happens? Boom. Mother effing Arizona goes to the World Series. Boom. So, so listen, I'm no, like, baseball prognosticator, but I would tell Boom. you this. That, that the Dodgers are clearly the best team in the division, even though Arizona went to the World Series last year. My guess is Arizona is probably considered the second best team in the division. Um, most people might disagree with me and go, no, you're wrong. The Padres just had a down year, but the Padres have much right. better players. They've got a much better roster. They've spent a whole bunch more money, maybe. So I'm interested in this baseball season more than ever before because the NL West, the division that we watch, it's freaking nuts. Otani against the team that was in the World Series last year with a team that failed on their expectations with another team that gave their manager to a division rival to another team that's really irrelevant, but they, you know, they've got a manager that once was the manager of your club. So there's so much weirdness and incestuous stuff that goes on in the NL West. Makes it super interesting for me. I just, I just don't think, I think if you're the Diamondbacks, if you make it to the worst, you got to win it. Because they don't have a history of repeats. 
they don't have a, 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 a history of, you know, continued success. So when you make it to the World Series like they did with Randy Johnson and Kurt Schilling, you got to win that thing because ain't no guarantee you're going to be back the next year. There's no guarantee you're going to be competitive the next year because baseball is a weird game like that, man. You could be hot one year or got hot at the right time one year, and the next year lead the division in losses. And that might be that might be the direction of the of the Diamondbacks this year. So I, I'm not. They're not a threat. I, I I think they got hot at the right time. They had a solid season. They did what they did, but they didn't close the deal. And because they didn't close the deal, I think that they're gonna have a little bit of a hangover, thinking that they should have and they should be this thing, and walking in with more. I should have been as a more to what I want to be. And we'll uh, we'll see. We'll see. Right. It's a lot up in the air. Well, there you go. There is uh, that. I'll call that our highlight of the day is a hardcore baseball conversation. Uh, There you go. I mean, from from addictive phone conversations to tipping conversations to hardcore baseball conversations. That's our highlight of the day. It's presented by Tory Holistics. Tory Holistics and California Holistics, our code, our promo code is BETTERBUD. You save 20% on all your cannabis products, whether that's for pain management, whether it's for anxiety, whether it's for recreation, whether you use it as a topical, if you vape it, if you use flour, if you use gummies. Hey, man, it's on you. You decide for yourself, okay? But there are a lot of places to buy cannabis in San Diego. And Tory Holistics and California Holistics, those are our places. And you can use our code BETTERBUD, and you'll save 20%. For those of you listening, you can use it for home delivery as well. Put in BETTERBUD when you're buying on the website, toryholistics.com. All right, radio listeners, stay with us. Plenty more to get to. Podcast viewers and listeners, hang with us because it's time to get uncensored all up in this thing. You know what I'm talking about. Hang around. All right, everybody, time to get uncensored all up in this biatch. Okay. Okay. That's a $17 smoothie got you jacked, huh? Yeah, it does. Um, That that untossed salad, you ready. Right. That's right. Hey, I got a great uh, text message yesterday from a longtime listener. I've mentioned his name before, uh, Louis Escobedo. You know who that is? Shout out, Louis. Shout Shout out out to Louis. Louis sent me this text yesterday, and he's like, man, you are such a great father. I'm like, bro, what are you talking about? And he's like, well, I'm just catching up on the show. This is last night. This is about like 730 uh, last night. And um, he kind of gets to me. He goes like this. He says, um, oh, well, first of all, you know, you and I have been talking about that show on HBO Max. Um, uh, True Detective. Called? True Detective. I'm through episode three now. And I've got to the point now where the two cops go to find the woman um, and they tell, hey, you lied to me. Why didn't you tell me about what you knew? You know mm-hmm. what I'm talking about that whole scene. So yeah. like I'm I'm kind of in there. And then the other cop, the guy cop, who's the older guy whose son is the young the cop who's yeah. yeah, he's something's dirty with that guy, right? Something doesn't seem right with that guy. And Bruh, so the fact that he working with a male order bride is hilarious. I know, right? So so Louis hits me up yesterday and he goes, Hey man, check out Love and Death on on Max next. Have you seen Love and Death? No, I never heard of it. Yeah, he goes, um, he said, give this a watch after you're done with True Detective. He says, it's a true story. And I said, I've heard about it. He said, well, him and his wife really love it. It takes place in Texas in the late 70s, 80s. In fact, you know what? No, no, no. Louie, I've seen it. I knew I knew this show. I knew I've seen it. Yeah. Um, it's the mom. She, well, I don't want to say what happens. But no, no, Louie, I knew I've seen this show. Um, anyway, so Louie tells me, he goes, hey, for the boat, for March 30th works for him. You know, I'm trying to put together this boat trip. Yeah. With Captain Troy and the Yacht America. And he says, hey, by the way, you're a great dad. I said, yeah, thanks. What did I do? And he writes me back. He goes, you are just my man. You're there for your kids. You're a great example. 
He goes, and then he writes me back. He goes, sorry, man, I'm just catching up on today's show. And I'm commenting to you as I'm listening to today's show. <laughs> this, this is all about yesterday. You and I talking about like, uh, yeah. you know, uh, just watching your to be kids play sports. Yeah. You know, watching your kids play sports and agonizing when you can't help them and all that other kind of stuff. So, Louis, so much love right back to you, my brother. Really. Um, all right. So, Brown. Uh, Grande's over in Arizona with uh, with the Padres and the Dodgers. And mm-hmm. you and I have been kind of rolling this week. Tomorrow, mm-hmm. um, we I, listen, I told you guys after the football season, I was going to have to take a couple days here and there. Tomorrow, I got bidding it to take care. I got like hardcore, real bidding it. So we will be in a best of show on the radio tomorrow. We'll be in a mm-hmm. best of show on the TV show tomorrow. And then mm-hmm. we are all back at it on Monday. And then on Tuesday, I'm making my big announcement about our new partnership with a San Diego-based company that has worldwide reach and has become ultra, ultra famous. And because of a sports figure, I'm not going to tell you who, uh, but some of you guys have been hitting me up with guesses and have actually nailed it. So um, all I want to know is, will we be able to sport the material come Tuesday? That's all I, I need to know. Dude, today's Thursday. I've been in LA Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. I won't get home till from LA till tonight. And I hope that our package is sitting at my doorstep waiting for me. Well, don't don't we'll say that. Don't say that. You, don't say that. Somebody might go and push pirate you. Well, no, dude, don't worry about it. I mean, I have like like a security guy who lives in my house when I'm out there. All right. Yeah. All oh, right. yeah. You know who you know who it is? He was unemployed, so he needed a job. Big Dom living at the crib. Big Dom was at the Super Bowl, so somebody hired him. Yeah. Taylor Swift. And then I borrowed him. No. Oh. Right, Shout out there. Hope big, hope, big, <laughs> hope big Dom ain't eating you out of house at home while you gone. <laughs> All right, listen, we're back uh, Monday. We love you guys. We appreciate you guys. Um, hit up the website, kaplanandcrew.com. And until Monday, peace.